But when I read through the manga for this part, it bothered me. When I watched this episode, it bothered me. But man, it can't, it just, it bothers me so much with the lackluster and so late in the game of Bond getting his sacred treasure. It's just stupid to me. Like, I literally feel like the author forgot about it when he finally got to this point in, in the manga where he's like, oh, shit, yeah, Bond's the only one that I haven't given the sacred treasure to. His is still technically lost or stolen, as, yeah. he, as he said. What's up, everyone? Welcome into Animan Plus, episode 31. I'm your host, Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully, whatever day you're listening to this podcast, you're having a great day. And if you're not having a great day, well, hopefully this podcast can make your day better with our terrible opinions of uh, anime and manga and our analysis on what's going on in the world. Um, today is April 29th, 2021. And if you're watching the video format, you see that I'm rocking some uh, some Chicago Bears gear. Tonight is the first round of the NFL draft, and I am very, very, very nervous. Ryan Pace is on the hot seat. He, I think he's going to try to be very aggressive, and I'm very scared. So, you know, by the time this episode is posted, the, uh, the draft will be completely over. So if you guys could, like, go at me on Twitter, at AlexLike23, just to see if I'm okay. I'd appreciate that. But if not, hey, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, no Josh today. Josh has taken the uh, the day off. He's had a he's had a he's had a rough time at work the past few weeks. You know, it's basically been his Super Bowl season. He works at a pot plant. I know it's not the correct way to you know the correct terminology. That's just what I like to call it, pot plant. You know, so with it being four twenty recently, he's been very busy. So he's taken the day off. No big deal. But all but as always, I do have Zach here in studio at Animan Zach. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Can't on complain. This gloomy ass Thursday. Hey, you say gloomy. It's perfect for me. It's Well, I work outside, right? So that's why I'm just like, yeah, I don't really care for day, these days, man. I don't care for the gloominess. Plus, with my with my nerves being through the roof right now with the NFL draft, the gloominess and that, it's just a double whammy, and I'm just like, man, it's going to be a rough day. I mean, with you <laughs> mentioning the draft, did you ever go back and read Ice Shield ever? No, but I'm still planning on it, I promise. <laughs> one, one day. Look. <laughs> just like you'll watch Dragon Quest Episode Three. All right, that was a little uncalled for. First off, <laughs> I'll get there. It's still in my queue. It, you know, I did. I, I, I'm. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, I do have to confess. I did think about taking it out of my queue. You know, admitting defeat that I'd probably never watch it. But then I'm just like, if I do that, Josh will see that, and then Josh will roast me about it, and then it'll never end. So it's still in my queue. We're going to try eventually, but I do plan to go read iShield, all right? See, my priority right now for reading stuff is stuff that's still ongoing. Okay. Is catch up on, like, Fire Force. I'm 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 now done with what was season one of Fire Force in the manga, which I'm kind of back up to where I, where I was watching it mm-hmm. in season two. So I'm getting there on Fire Force. Got a new series here today I'm going to briefly touch on called Ranger Reject uh, of Weekly Shonen Magazine. Going to be talking about that. I did read those 12 chapters. I'm enjoying that one. Uh, probably Tokyo Revengers might be one of my next reads to your eternity as well. So it's 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 stuff that's ongoing. I, I Shield is I want to read it. I'm a football fan. I want to see how as a diehard football fan, I want to see how I Shield goes. So I will read it, I promise. You know, you mentioning to your eternity. I want to read it, but at the same time I don't. You kind of just want to keep it like as a surprise and just watch and, and just enjoy the ride or what? No, what it is is I don't want to and get the feels from the manga and have to watch an anime. 
<laughs> it's suffered twice. That that's fair. That's fair. That 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 series is going to be a, a lot of pain. Another series is going to be a lot of pain that we're going to be talking about here today is uh, eighty six. Going to be talking about eighty six here in a little bit. A new and you know new series of the uh, the spring twenty twenty one lineup that we think is kind of a dark horse. I would say that's probably the biggest dark horse of the spring twenty twenty of the, like the bigger series, you know, because everyone's going to be lo- you know everyone's going to be looking at obviously my hero, everyone's going to be looking at Shaman King, Eden Zero, Tokyo Avengers, even to your eternity, you know. But I feel like eighty six might be a little bit of a dark horse to people. Uh, you know, we kind of already talked about it before. Going to be talking about episode three here today, and that episode, this series is going to be pain. I can already tell. It, this is going to be a very painful ride. I don't know. I still think to your eternity may be more painful. I, I I could I could agree as that as a possibility. We'll see. It's gonna be one of the two. It's gonna be one of the two. Uh, so for today, you know, I already mentioned got Ranger Reject. I'll be talking about here later. Uh, we do have some solo leveling news. That is something. He's not happy about it. No, I am not. <laughs> uh, got some Demon Slayer news. To no surprise at all. Uh, we also have some stuff with uh, WWE. I'm I'm not kidding. Yes, World Wrestling Entertainment. <laughs> we got something to talk about I there. Forgot, I forgot you sent that to me. <laughs> yep, that is that is a thing. We're going to be talking about that here in a little bit. Uh, we have some confirmation for an anime for the fall 2021 lineup for Zach to watch. Have fun, Zach. Uh, some we got some uh, stuff involving some manga uh, sales and circulation. So uh, let's go through the plugs real quick. Uh, lighthearted. I did post this on uh, the Lighthearted Twitter at Lighthearted Pod. I can officially confirm that Lighthearted is set to come back next month in May. Zach will be alongside me for that return. The Pokemon 25th and Zelda 35th special is set to come out in June. I can officially confirm that. I don't have exact days yet, but I can confirm May, which is good because next month is pretty much the one-year anniversary of every podcasting thing at Sparky 3. Uh, the original Animan started in May of last year. Lighthearted started in May. Real talk, those started in May. I mean, next month is our one-year anniversary of podcasting. So, Does everyone hear that graveyard of podcast? All right, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk, though, is on its way back eventually. Lighthearted is obviously coming back. Animan was reborn as Animan Plus and has been doing really well. Okay, it's. I never said they were staying in the graveyard. I just yeah. look, look at them over there. <laughs> It's the one year anniversary next month. Shout out to that. Shout out to one year of doing this. Time flies. Uh, so anyway, that is the, some lighthearted news for you guys. Uh, you can also go follow us on Twitter at like, at Animan Podcast, where we put up uh, weekly polls, chapter polls, all those sorts of polls, and share, we try to share news and a couple other things there. If you want to support us further, the Patreon's a great way to do so. Patreon.com forward slash Spark E3. Don't feel obligated to support us, but if you do, we'd greatly appreciate it. If you got a couple extra dollars under the couch cushions that you want to throw away every month, hey, we thank you for that. Uh, make sure to also go check out our bonus cast that we just recently did for Top character introductions and entrances if you haven't already and then we also have the demon slayer bonus cast and spoiler cast that we just put out for the recent movie uh before we actually get into the shout outs you know the the anime related shout outs i do want to give a shout out for animan plus so coming into coming into april you know i already kind of mentioned to you i think i mentioned to josh about how i didn't think that we would break another month of download you know numbers whatever because i mean but then we put out three podcasts <laughs> well okay well see the thing is why i didn't think it was going to happen because you know we took a week off that was my that was my main reasoning is because based on statistics you know that i have bonus cast spoiler cast they don't do as well as the regular show and i get why i'm not complaining yeah. i i get it especially the spoiler cast yeah totally get why they don't do as well as a normal show well 
Once again, for the fifth month in a row, we have broke download records. So shout out to that. And another shout out that I want to give, because I just thought this was really cool when I saw it, is that uh, for anyone that has you know, already started podcasting or videos, streaming or music or anything of the sort. I think everyone can agree that in theory, in perfect theory here, your, your first amount of like downloads, listens, views, et cetera, in theory should be people, you know, IRL, Yeah, you know, to support you, help build you up, whatever. So naturally for all this time, Animan plus our top downloads has been our home state naturally. Well, special shout out. Our home state is no longer the top downloaded state. Yep. Texas has actually surpassed us. Uh, our, our, you know, I just think that's really cool that we've now just continued to grow where we're reaching out and building an audience outside the people we know. And I think I just personally think that's really cool. Shout out to Texas. Also shout out to North Carolina. North Carolina is on the way for, for number two slot. <laughs> so shout out to North Carolina. Uh, but no, I just thought that was really cool. Wanted to give a special shout out to that. Uh, now that those are done, let's go ahead and just jump into the anime manga content for the day. Uh, so the first thing we have here on the slate is we got to give some condolences here. Uh, Shinsuke uh, Kikuchi, did I get it? Did yeah, I mean, it sounded all right to me. All right. I may not have butchered something for once. Shout out to that. Uh, the composer for most notably uh, Dr. Slump and Dragon Ball has passed away at age 89. Um, he did Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, even stepped in, helped out, and finished Dragon Ball Z Kai. Uh, this guy was he wasn't involved with Super at all. I know he was also involved with like the Dragon Ball Z um, special. Yo, Son Goku and his friends return the one that had Tarble in it, Vegeta's brother. Um, but yeah, this guy has had you know so many tracks created over time that are legendary. Uh, Hechalas being probably the most notable one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of a lot of the tracks that you heard throughout Dragon Ball, throughout Dragon Ball Z. You know, this guy helped out with. So, shout out to that. Condolences. May he rest in peace. Um, next shout out we've got is, um, which kind of kind of funny on this one uh, for me personally. Um, we've got uh, some potential anime delays uh, coming in Japan because Japan is currently under the third state of emergency with COVID-19 from the April 25th to May 11th. The reason why it's kind of funny to me because I thought we did hit one. I thought we had a delay, and it turned out we didn't. Oh, uh, because when I went to go watch everything Saturday morning, Tokyo Avengers was the only one that was not updated for me. Everything else had this new episode up, so I thought Tokyo Avengers got delayed because of yeah. it. And then Josh texts me like later in the day. He's like, yeah, I just finished watching all three episodes of Tokyo Avengers. I'm like, okay, I guess it got put up. I guess, I guess it was late, though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, because I know when I checked... Um I think Saturday evening, yeah, it was up. Yeah, it wasn't up in the morning. Everything else was 86, two-year eternity, my hero. Everything else was up except for that one. So I thought we originally, I thought that was a delay. But if you see any delays over these next couple weeks, that is why. Um, The WWE thing, let's talk about it. Uh, WWE (laughs) and Crunchyroll has partnered up to create a WWE anime. Nothing is known about this other than it is a multi-episode series. Out of curiosity, have you ever watched any wrestling anime? No. Okay. Isn't Tiger Mask one? Tiger Mask, Baki the Grappler, okay, and uh, Ultimate Muscle. Yes, <laughs> yes, that was actually what I was thinking of. I, for some reason, I had him in my head. I'm like, what was his name again? <laughs> yeah, those are the only ones I've watched, and I can only hope that since it's anime, the ridiculousness that this could be, because. We all know WWE's known for its stories, and yep. anyone who's following wrestling, a lot of people feel like it's stale. Right. So, wrestling plus the ridiculousness of that anime can only create the best pay per view ever, right? I agree. <laughs> now, see, the questions I have is 
is this going to be like all original characters or is this going to be like at the current superstars animated? That's the first question. And the second question is John Cena going to be involved? Cause he does like anime. So I really hope John Cena will be involved. I mean, John this project. Cena's down with that stuff. Cause he's in going to be the, I don't know the actual character's name, but he's going to be in the new suicide squad. Yeah. New suicide squad. Yeah. He's going to be mm-hmm. in, I know. And I think he's also uh, part of a TV series with that same character with James Gunn right now. Cause I, I was just happened to be reading an article. Earlier. Yeah, no, I saw that too. Yeah. Cause James Gunn was talking about how he, uh, he might retire from, from movies after guardians three. Cause of how much fun he's having peacemaker. Is that it? I, I said, I don't know. Okay. That. Well, James Gunn's having a lot of fun with, with working with John and everyone on that, on that. So he may be done with movies after guardians three, but no, I'm, I'm curious mostly of like, who's, who's going to be our characters. Like, is it going to be actual superstars? I mean, think about it. You know, all these like movies they've made in the past, like the WWE Scooby-Doo movies and all that bullshit, yeah. you know, uh, they've had the actual wrestlers and the, you know, they voice the, their own characters. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of curious how, how this is going to be. I mean, considering WWE is putting their logo on it, I can only hope that we will have some original cast of characters and they won't just use their uh, current rosters, fame and whatnot. Because, I mean, making cameos and maybe voicing characters, yes, I'm completely down for. Right. But I feel like they could reach out to more people if they actually... Had new had like original characters. Had original characters and storyline, and don't pigeonhole it. Right. My only request, John Cena, just because I, I know he's a big anime fan. John Cena's a meme. I love him. Uh, and the New Day. I want the New Day in it. <laughs> I mean, hey man, they literally came out in Saiyan outfits at one WrestleMania. Yeah. Come on, put them in the anime. So I'm gonna hope for that. Um, hopping over from there, we do have a. Uh, Confirmation for a series coming back in fall 2021 for Zach to watch. <laughs> and that is Yashihime. Uh, you excited for season two? I mean, I have Dragon Quest. So literally, it's just going to be Yashihime, Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah. Because both of them make me sigh internally by the writing that is those series. I mean, look, I'll be up front and completely honest. I will start season two. Of Yashime. Will I finish it is the question. Are you going to finish the first season is the real question here. Well, I was, was going to ask you about that. Can I just watch like the last couple episodes and be good? Or do I have to watch everything? Uh, probably like the last four. Yeah, you'd be good. Last right. four or three. All right. Well, I may do that before season two comes around. Um, but I, I will check out, you know, Yashihime season two. Because I think, I mean, as of right now, our fall slate is good, but limited. Because uh, we have Rising the Shield Hero Season 2. Big pump for that one. Uh, we have Platinum End. Mm-hmm. Very excited to check that out. Uh, and I think I think I have come to the decision for Platinum End. I don't think I want to read the manga. I think I want to go in blind. I think I want to go in blind. and Because I, I have so much interest in this series. Yeah. And I, I, I can read it through Jump Plus. And I have it set aside. I have it favorited. But I think I want to go in blind. We got that. Yashihime. Um, Chainsaw Man is going to be coming out to Netflix this mm-hmm. fall. Um, I don't remember what else. John Blank, we got we got more coming. But yeah. uh, from there, we have uh, we got a little bit of news on Sakamoto Days Volume One, a series that we've talked about here quite a bit. It's one of Zach's uh, you know favorite series of the newer mangas that's come out on Weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, volume One, I don't have exact sales numbers, but I believe the sales number. I think it was kind of toppling off about seventeen uh, k. Not too bad for a Volume yeah. One, um, but it is now set for reprints. So that's a good sign. That's a good sign for Sakamoto to keep on living. Uh, another series, a newer one that is not even as the potential of oh, is it going to live? It's 
very, very popular and doing very well. Mashal Magic and Muscles currently has 1.4 million copies in circulation right now. So that is really cool. Shout out to that. Mashal is a giant meme, and I absolutely am here for it. All right, let's hop over to the actual news. First up on the slate, we got Demon Slayer news, to no surprise. We've been talking about Demon Slayer sales and money for a well, year now. no surprise to us, but for the rest of the film industry, it was sort of a surprise. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. Totally fair. Uh, yeah, Demon Slayer uh, broke a record here in the United States with its release being the largest box office opening for a non-English film. It is the second largest box office opening for an anime film behind Pokemon, the first movie in 1999. Uh, this, uh, you know, the, you know, the eclipsing that we're talking about here is 21 million in the opening weekend here in the United States. And that's only about like 1600 theaters as well. Yeah. So huge accomplishment there. Um, to, it doesn't surprise us at all, you know, with everything else that it's, that it's done so far. It, it was sort of funny for me reading about that after we saw it. And just looking at news and people come to like, yeah, it's Demon Slayer versus Mortal Kombat in the movie theaters. Mortal Kombat's going to, of course, win, but yeah. it looks like Demon Slayer's going to do good. And people are just like, okay, it's only like two or two million apart. That did really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did very, very well. And it, it's good to note that Demon Slayer was only traditional released in theaters where Mortal Kombat was on HBO Max and several other things. So True, true. If it had more theaters, I think it would have surpassed it personally, but eh, I'll never know. Yeah, we never will. But, I mean, shout out to Demon Slayer for just continue, continuing to break the mold for what we get out of, like, anime movies and stuff. And also, just because I just noticed it, and I probably should have shout out earlier, shout out to the fact we got more displays if you're watching the video format. Yep. Nice Hitman Reborn here. Got a Dragon Ball 1 Full Metal, My Hero, Naruto. And then behind Zach, got a he new... He put a Hitman one behind me, which I'm slightly okay with. But when I walked in the room this today, I went, the hell is that? Okay, look, I had my reasoning, okay? It's because, you know, Josh has not read anything of Hitman, but he's read everything of Demon Slayer. Yeah. So, and you've at least seen or read at least a good portion of Hitman, if not all of it. So yeah. that's why you, I want that over there for the record <laughs> and it will come over here, but we need to get more display is that a horizontal to fit behind you. That's, that's what we got to do. So that way I can take mine back. Cause I want, I already have extra magnets behind here to set up for a couple horizontal ones for me. So I want that over here, but it's just, it's, it's going to be a later anyway, back to the news. Solo leveling. Let's talk about it. Very disappointed with this news. At least you know, for me personally, I am. So solo leveling is a webtoon that we quite enjoy here. Mm -hmm. we, and, you know, we, we hold it in very high regard, as a lot of people. It is one of the more notable webtoons across the world. It's in the same talks of like the God of High Schools, the Tower of Gods. Yep. Uh, I would even say Weak Hero. Unordinary for sure. Unordinary pops off every single week. Yeah. Uh, even uh, some other notable ones like True Beauty is a really big one across the world. Uh, no Bleas. Yeah, No Bleas, Lore Olympus. Soul Leveling is kind of it, but it, it's be really become the kind of the same tier because of it just, it's incredible action. Um, and obviously we've wanted to kind of become an anime. Well, it is being adapted into a game, uh, said to be a mobile game to mm -hmm. my understanding. Um, but it's also getting a TV drama series um, that is uh, set to be U.S.-based production. Apparently, Warner Brothers are the first ones to show interest. I do want to note on the whole game thing, the company that is doing that... Studio it, Netmarble. Is Netmarble, in which they did the mobile game Blade and Soul. That's Bleach, right? No. Oh, what's Blade and Soul, then? Blade and Soul was a 3D... 
more or less adventure game on the phone. So think like a Link S game, just more uh, Dead Soul vibes. I never played it myself, but I looked into it a bit, and it was more or less just an action adventure sword swinger. And it's the service for it are no longer exists, so I don't think you can play it anymore, people. No. Okay. Well, how how do you feel about the um, you know because I mean you've been reading Soul Leveling longer than I have. Yeah. I mean, how how do you feel about it getting a TV drama series with U.S. based production? You know, even if Warner Brothers are one of the first ones to really show interest, how does that make you feel? Because I mean, I'm. Am I against it? No, because it's cool, you know, because it's just like, you know, cool. Soul Leveling's finally getting that recognition it deserves. But mm-hmm. what I'm against is the fact that it's not getting anime first. Drama's going to be interesting. Do I think Warner Brothers could possibly do it? Maybe if they have their teams who ever do the DC series, drama series. Right. Because they do solid on those. But I do not feel like we will get solo leveling. I feel like we will get solo drama, <laughs> but I don't feel like we'll get solo leveling. But, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see because, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I'm glad it's finally getting some sort of recognition to get something like that. I'm just disappointed it's not an anime first. Yeah. That That's where I'm disappointed. I have question. You know, I know solo leveling is not through Webtoon, um, so I know, like, in terms, I don't know how rights kind of go i don't know who well, who needs to talk to what you know tappy tunes i think it's tappy i think yeah i think it's tappy tunes i don't know if i don't know if crunchyroll or even netflix or someone can work out a deal you know i know crunchyroll has the you know deal with webtoon right now so i don't know if it's like a conflict of interest type of thing i, I have no idea how that stuff works um i would like to see a solo leveling anime in the near future it's the question will we get one or not is the big question also random, but uh, you know, and you know, th- this sort of series fits perfectly for this. I just found this out recently. Did you know True Beauty had a live action drama series? Yes, I did not know that. Just found that out recently. Thought that was very fascinating. Apparently, it's been out for years too. Yep. Again, did not know that. <laughs> yeah, no, I stumbled across it one day, but I didn't know what True Beauty was at the time, so right. I didn't even mess with it. Yeah, I did not know that. I've recently gotten very into True Beauty, so that's why I found that out. Thought that I haven't watched it. I just thought it was. I just thought it was interesting. Um, but no, the soul leveling stuff, I mean, it's disappointing to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Zach. It'll be interesting to see how they do a TV drama series for it, but, uh, very disappointing. You know, anything that, um, that is like anime, manga, anything of the sort that gets brought into U S production is immediately a red flag. And for me personally, and I think, you know, a lot of people, so we'll see how it goes. Um, let's hop over to the anime talks of the week. Um, so no, Talks on One Piece because I did not watch nine seventy one. Um, I forgot because I thought jo- I thought Josh was gonna be on the show before I, I said, "Hey man, just take the day off. It's no big deal." So let's kick things off with My Hero season five, episode five. Uh, this episode was which episode was this one? <laughs> was this? I'm drawing a blank. What was this episode? <laughs> it was the it's, it's the start of the second battle, right? That's right. I thank you. I remember now. Do you remember who takes the spotlight of this episode? Yes. Please tell Alex. Uh, God, which which what which one was his name? His hero name is Sukuyomi, right? No, that's his actual name. That's his, that's his actual name. <laughs> that's his actual name. What's his hero name then? I thought that was I thought that was his hero name. No, Sukuyomi is his actual name. I, I thought Tokuyomi or something like that was his hero, actual name, or is it? Okay, give me a moment. I need to research this because I don't know his hero name. <laughs> I thought it was Sukuyomi. 
God, we're man. This show stinks. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I remember now he took the spotlight because that's when he introduced his dark fallen angel ability, where he's able to fly, think with his dark shadow, fighting the other the other shadow character. Yeah, I mean, this was a, this was a, a, a very good animated episode. That was the one thing I really took away from it is just how well animated it was. You got you got to see you got to see a little bit more of you know his his what his internship was like. Yes. with uh, with Fox. Yeah, which was you know kind of fascinating to see. You know, for the you know the, you know talking about you know if you're an anime only viewer or whatever, seeing this for the first time. Very fascinating to see how it's played out because it really just kind of played it off as where Hawks really just wanted to use use them just to get okay. information. You're right. So I am wrong on this one. His hero name is Sukuyomi. Okay, that's what I thought. And his name is Fumikagi Tokiyami. Okay, I was I was pretty close. Okay. All right. I just always remember Sukuyomi, so I'll associate that with his name. Uh, that see that's all I remember too. Is Sukuyomi his hero name. Um but I mean it was it was a good episode because of that, you know, got gets it's it's never a bad thing to see more Hawks. Hawks is a dope character. Um, just kind of got to see, you know, more of why he, he took Sukiyomi in and what, you know, the exact reasons, which was funny cause he broke it down in percentages, yes. which I respect. I love me some percentages. <laughs> I say a lot of things in percentages in which it sort of triggered Tokuyami. Yeah, it did. And just where he thought he was like, just basically an air, like a messenger boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how he put it. And then the episode ends with after they managed to triumph over the sh- Super Ed Shadow Kid. True. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Um, yeah, Fungus Girl takes the spotlight. Which, you know, when she popped up, I'm just like, man, I completely forgot about you. Most of these characters are not memorable because, you know, they're the second class, whatever. They're just not memorable. We rarely see them. Yeah, like there's a couple characters that are memorable, but honestly, at this point, like I'm ready for the key stuff to happen with Deku, and then I'm ready for the villain stuff. At this mm-hmm. point, I mean, like on on the plus side, with these fights that we're getting, like you know, like go back to the first fight and even even this fight, at least the, at least they're really taking the animation to a really solid level. Because yeah. I mean, I think I mean even they know that this arc is very lackluster. You know, <laughs> it, it is. I think everyone can admit that. Um, so at least the animation is very well done. They're animation re- is solid. Yeah, they're really taking their time with it. So there's a big plus for that. But you know, the My Hero season five is not going to really get good until like the Deku stuff goes down. Deku, you know, that the fight that he's in uh, with this training arc, and mm-hmm. then when then when the villain stuff kicks off. Yep. That's when things. Which I got to say, you know, even though it was it was very dreadful to read, as we've agreed before, I am very excited to see how it's going to be animated. I'm hopeful for it because I'm hoping with it being animated, it'll be a lot more. Streamlined and not as, um, what am I looking for? Stretched out, right? Which uh, I did notice that there is starting to get some uh, some push, some promotion for the villain stuff. I started to see like a post, okay. a poster come out for it because that was one thing that we noted with the trailers and mm-hmm. stuff that came out is that it's, they were pretending it didn't even exist. They didn't reference the League <laughs> of Villains at all. Yeah, so I have started to see some posters come out for the villain stuff. Uh, for the villain arc coming up here soon, which is going to be a very important arc for what will come in season mm-hmm. six. So, uh, how was Dragon Quest episode twenty nine, aka you know the series that we don't think will ever end? <laughs> Dra- Dragon Quest and Dragon Quest is just oh, it just messes with me because so it starts off with our walrus guy having Pop as a hostage. It goes a whole thing with Hunkel to try and kill kill Hunkel, so. Pop and Hunkel connect. The guy who they beat, Lionheart, he offs the walrus right before he kills Hunkel and just like, 
It's a disgrace for the dragon commanders to take a hostage, especially against a human. <laughs> I was like, what is your deal, man? Like, make up your mind. <laughs> then they have a, and then he has a moment with Bob and Hunkel, and just he's like, oh, at this moment, you fools, feel my pain. Hunkel, take my spear. <laughs> I was just like, okay, passing of the torch because you suddenly bond with the, your enemy. Cool. Then Barum gets to the castle where they're keeping die and Crocodine. Crocodine, princess girl, and him have a moment where Barum's just like, what do you hope to accomplish? Speaking of strategies, why'd you send the mage to come fight us? <laughs> and they're just like, oh, Pop wouldn't do good. Making more or less give him a guilt trip for some reason. Because they didn't trust him, Pop, and now they find out he went to go fight everyone his own. Gives Crocodile a boost to <laughs> fucking Crocodile. <laughs> so gives Crocodile a boost to fight Borrow, and he goes to the healer. And he's like, "I got a plan." And I want to mind you, they're standing right across from each other, like a good couple feet mm-hmm. away where he could very obviously hear him, because Crocodile's a big dude with a loud voice. Right. Manages not to hear him, to tell the princess, his plan is, I'm a bait him to hit me with his strongest attack. He hits him with his strongest attack. Now heal me! <laughs> when that happened, I facepalmed, like, your giant plan is to be a meat shield? <laughs> that was your big plan, buddy? <laughs> I was like, pray Bottom's not a complete idiot. And he's not. He the immediately first thing he does he hits him again and is just like healer if you get near him again I'm going to roast you. <laughs> and she's just like, and she's like, oh no, he needs to be healed, but I can't reach him. I was just like, you are all idiots. <laughs> <laughs> then it just goes on a whole trip of then after that they have a whole standoff because Hunkul and Pop show up and they have a standoff of why do you have his spear? He would never give you his spear. He hates humans. He told us your story. We know your wife was killed by humans. I want to point out, his wife was killed by humans, but not in the way it's trying to make it out. She jumped in front of fireballs to protect him. So she did it herself. Yes, humans threw the fireballs, but she did it herself. <laughs> it's a dumb reason, okay? Then, yeah, Baron does a transformation and ends. He becomes a dragonoid. So is this a series that you are 1,000% going to see through to the end? Oh, yes. It, it, at, the, <laughs> at this point, it's ridiculous. And every time I watch it, I was like, I'm done with you, series. But I had to continue watching it just to see how poorly this flows. <laughs> I respect your dedication. I really do. I, I made it through two episodes, and that was it. But maybe one day. Maybe one day. Probably not. But maybe Probably one day. Probably not. But maybe one day. But God, I love that Tokyo Revengers was so much better. Oh, my God, dude. Tokyo Revengers. I, I I I think we said it, you know, a week uh, last week, whatever. Tokyo Avengers is probably going to be like the second best anime of this spring season. Behind, you know, my everyone's going to hold my hero up on its tallest pedestal, yeah. even though this arc that we're in right now is kind of weak. But Tokyo Avengers is probably going to be the, the second strongest. And this is me also taking out the ones that we don't have easy access to. This is me yeah. taking out Shaman, Edens, and Seven Deadly. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, this episode was really good. Got introduced to um, Mikey and Draken. Yeah, Mikey and Draken. Uh, which, you know, a lot of people were one one thing people point out. But you know, one thing I got to say that made me kind of happy to see because of how much 
like let's say attack on titan the fandom backlashes when things change you know yeah. as we saw like with the coat scene and shit like that you know there was one key line change with this episode from the manga as i'm sure you you know which one i'm referencing since you read the manga that a lot of people weren't really fucked up about which is uh whenever you know when mikey came up to uh uh, oh yeah, Tom and Chi. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's just like he, in the manga. He says, "You're, you're my now, bitch. You're now my bitch." Yeah, but <laughs> meanwhile, in you know the anime, it's more family friendly. It's like you're my friend now. So uh, surprisingly enough, no one was really mad about that. So well, that's cool. I'm agree with that because I noticed I did notice it, but at the same time, I was just like, that's more fitting of Mikey's personality because it's very obvious in the manga that the author. Transit changed how he initially thought of each character mm-hmm. was going to be. Because as I've mentioned before, one change from the first episode was the scene with the kids on the car. In the original manga, it's uh, Takamichi. He just has a coin and scratches the car. There is no kids involved. But the kids being involved actually shows how much, how lame Takamichi's character is. And how, because when I first read it, it made it seem like Takamichi was going to be more of a middle line character. He's sort of lame, but he does have a bit of fight into him. Right. Which, it turns out he's just lame. <laughs> he's Takamichi. <laughs> True. So it was actually a very much more fitting scene for that character, changing it like that. Right. You know, the other, you know when it comes to this episode, he was, you know, like they they, they basically came into his school. Like, hey, we're going to go hang out. Come yeah, with no, us. <laughs> I, I love that scene in the hallway. Just, all right, now, line up. Oh, now we're putting space. This is going to hurt y'all more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, we had the scene with um, drawing a blank on her name. Uh, Hina. Hina. Yeah, had a, had a moment with Hina where she comes up and Stone Cold slaps Mikey. Stone Cold. <laughs> That's such a great moment. <laughs> Full blown slap, man. Loud as hell. And uh, grabs uh, um, drawing a blank on his name right now. Takamichi. Takamichi. Thank you, man. I'm. I'm. My brain is so focused on the draft right now. And in these few, aren't even Japanese names. These I know. Are... I know, man. I. I. I want you. I have re. I've done and remade like twenty plus mock drafts, trying to see if I can get this thing right. I take mock drafts very seriously, <laughs> so my brain has been. I, I keep getting Twitter notifications. I'm like, oh shit, what happened? Has anything? Has any news broke about anything? But anyway, yeah. Um, we have a nice moment there where Takamichi basically is like, you know, okay, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm, where he actually stands up. Yeah, cause, for, for her because Draken turns around and is like, you think you can just slap? Mikey and walk away like he's gonna do something yeah which was a really nice moment because it um even though we're only three episodes in it, it's already really showing the character development mm-hmm. for Takamichi where really originally and as he's you know as from this is for me also having general understanding of the series and a few things that's been kind of reference here and there to how he how his actual past went yes where he basically did not appreciate Hina and didn't really focus a whole lot on her that that's my understanding of the original past this is a moment where he's just you know he he's already having that character development of where he's getting a chance to do things over because he's already lived his life once running away yeah because it's it's actually referenced in this third episode of just whenever the pit fighting yep when he fights uh Mishima I believe his name is I could be wrong I can't the, remember his the, name the bat guy yeah and Morrisless, I already ran away. Nothing's going to change if I don't change it. Yeah. 
uh, you know, after you know, after he kind of stands up for him, we have that little moment where Mikey's super serious and he's just like, "You think I care to hit a, hit a woman?" He's like, and he he acts like he's gonna you know beat the crap out of him and stop. He's like, "Just kidding, you're, you're good, <laughs> you're good, man. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it." <laughs> you know, which then puts kind of Takamichi like in a different. You know, he starts thinking more about the future and he's just mm-hmm. like, "This guy seems too nice. Like, how did this guy become what a head became? of this criminal organization that's known for?" All of these terrible things. Pretty much any crime possible. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see where the rest of this series is going to go. And I'm very excited to see more of Mikey. Mikey really seems like a cool character that I'm going to get on board with. Mikey's great. Um, but I personally like Draken a lot more. I mean, Mikey's good, but Draken's very much more relatable character. At oh, least really? at this point. So. And I'm assuming here very soon we'll kind of start to see why. Or yes. Okay, cool. And then also seeing more of just characters in general, because there's actually a very large cast of characters. That's what I. That's for what I've seen online, just from some general like research I did. I also, if correct me if I'm wrong, our uh, our main little friend group that you initially introduced to, they don't really, they're not really prominent, right? From what I've kind of gathered, like you know, we start get introducing to the rest of uh, you know this gang here, and they mm-hmm. really kind of take the spotlight. Is that accurate? Yes. I mean, his friends from the me say high five. Um, they make appearances and they stay in this uh, series because they pop up here and there throughout all everything. But yeah, they they don't have a large focus. The main focus is definitely Takamichi and then the uh, Tokyo Majin gang. Gotcha. I'm very excited to see the rest of the series. I'm yeah. very, I'm, I'm very excited to see more of Mikey and Draken and Takamichi and their interactions because like this episode already showed a lot of great interactions. You know, after Takamichi stood up for him, where even mm-hmm. Draken's just like, you know, hey, it takes a lot of guts to stand up for your you know friends or whatever, whatever his line was. Yeah. That that sort of interactions, I love that sort of stuff. So I'm very very pumped to see how the rest of this uh, first season is going to play out. If you guys haven't checked it out, you really need to. This is literally going to be probably like the second best anime of this of, of this spring season uh but like i already mentioned the dark horse of this spring season i think is gonna be 86 episode three. Oh, this series is gonna be a painful one i i i'm getting like some akami got kill vibes and i'm just like oh no this is yeah no i can <laughs> i can see that from this series but it, i mean this episode was very good just to see the whole powder keg that is the relationship between um major waifu and a uh, spearhead group Lena, major wife, who I stand by what I said. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got to see a lot of uh, a lot of that towards the end. Um, you know, w- with with our recording schedule and cycle and posting, you know, I I don't feel like it's out of the realm for me to go ahead and say kind of what happens because th- this episode already been out for a week. Episode four will already yeah. be out. Uh, we do have a death of a character. I won't mm-hmm. name which one, but we do have a death of one of our characters, which if you've seen Akami I Kill, you understand the reference there. You understand the joke and probably already assume someone died. And then afterwards, like right after it happened, that's where you really got to see what Zach's saying here between uh, Major Waifu, Lena, and uh, <laughs> our Spearhead Squadron, where one of the Spearhead Squadron was basically just unloading onto her when she's trying to like apologize and like mm-hmm. you know it's like only if I found these maps sooner. So actual emotion. What yeah. I, what I really appreciate this about this episode was how it was shown. Yeah. Because it starts out. I agree. I loved that how yes. it went back and forth. Yes. So because the episode starts out with the spearhead with the death and her apologizing major waifu and actually having the shot on the character who eventually blows up at the end. Then it switches to the actual events beforehand 
showing the interactions between Spearhead at their base while they're talking to her at night. Yep. And just actually seeing, more or less, I love to, the disparity between their actual talking voices and then the actual body movements and facial expressions since it is very fitting because major wife who can't see that mm-hmm. while she's talking, she only hears the voices. So seeing that split of them talking to her and hearing how they're actually speaking versus the body language. And then later in the episode, when it switches over to Lena and actually doing that same scene, the exact same scene, but from her point of view, from her perspective. Yep. And then also a bit of a couple lines here and there that were cut out from the other one. Yeah. So that way it kind of keeps it kind of fresh and new and keeps mm-hmm. it kind of rolling through it. And the one thing I really liked about all that is, you know, with this interaction between Lena and the spearhead squadron, the character that passes had a prominent thing throughout this, you know, when the, when they're talking yeah. where the character that passes is saying, you know, Hey, you know, if that's your, if that's your mindset, if that's like your ideals, et cetera, blah, blah, then, you know, you're naive and you just and ask her up front. Are you a virgin? Thought that was funny. <laughs> that was, that was funny. Uh, but then basically just says, Hey, you need, you don't need to get involved with us. You need to like, go ahead and retire, go ahead and get someone else. Yeah. You, know, you, you are not cut out for this job. Um, which, which really added more to like, you know, post episode when you mm-hmm. finish it, where you're just like, damn, that was so well paced yes. for what was to come. And then, you know, the initial like death itself was like so quick. Like you almost, yeah, didn't, no, it was real. Quick. You almost just didn't know, like, cause like, you know, Lena is sitting there, you know, behind the monitor watching everything. She sees one going off this way. And, and it is good to note that at this point in time, she actually found maps to help the spearhead so she could give them some sort of, topography of the area they're fighting in yes yes thank you uh so she she sees one going off with this way then she looks over the map like wait a minute where is that and she's like wait no don't do not go that way do not go that way and then her met gets stuck because it's in like you know like like kind of like swampy land and just that that line that she says right there why is there wetlands here and then just that low i don't want to die and then the episode and then it basically kind of cuts to black yeah. I, I think then you get do you go ahead and get the end credits then and then the scene afterwards? Yes, it, okay. w- it was the end credits and actually skips when uh, Lena says, I'm sorry. And If only I could have gotten it faster or gotten it, the map sooner or yeah, something. Yeah, and it actually takes up right after that initial beginning shot where it's showing, I don't even know his name because I'm not sure if it's said it or not. Um, the one that's which, going off on yeah, it? Is, the, that, is that Haruto? I think's his name. Again, I can't remember. Okay. Um, I think it's Haruto. I could be, be wrong. Because, yeah, the last in the initial beginning shot was him sort of really router, just raging, just hearing her sorry. Then, yeah, the ending after the credits is just that her being mournful now, being able to find the maps and just showing her in her command seat and just him going off. Yeah. This episode was so well done, man. I am I am so loving 86 right now. I really am. I'm really enjoying 86. Not necessarily. I mean, the content itself is good, but just how... Everything is being filmed and yep. shot and everything. And just this character that we lost, it was good because she was, at least at this point from what we can tell, the only one who was actually believing Lena's words. Everyone else is just taking it at face value and don't True. doesn't think she believes anything there she say that's a good thing to note because you know during this whole conversations that you got to see on both sides on it you know uh this character even did make the referent did say to lena that you know hey you know i'm i'm getting I'm, I'm starting to take interest in you you know as her as a character so that's a great thing to note because everyone else is like you know very reluctant because you know you know everything that we've talked about this series where basically if you're not born with 
X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. in terms of like your genetics. You're, you're stripped of your rights as a human. You're shoved outside the walls in the 86th district and forced to fight for a country that you don't give a shit about. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of pent up aggression with these characters and a lot of pent up hatred. And, you know, that was the only character that was really kind of starting to take, you know, Lena's words and actually starting to believe it. So, Man, this episode hit, dude. It did. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying this series. It's only 11 episodes. I'm kind of bummed about that. I'm really pumped to see how these next few episodes play out, though. It should be good. Uh, another one that should also be really good is To Your Eternity, episode three. I got to say, I texted you about this. Yeah. I was actually thinking about taking the episode off just because there was other things that I wanted to do uh, with my time, you know, personally. Uh, other things that I also need to do just around the house. And just, I, was, I was thinking about it. Just, I may take it off for the week. And then I watched it. And as soon as it was done, I'm like... God damn, I'm glad I didn't skip this episode. <laughs> this episode was amazing. I do sort of like that we have this series with 86 at the same time. Right. Because I like watching these two back-to-back mm-hmm. whenever I can because 86 is a great series of just watching just how everything is shot and just how much the shots and framing and everything adds to the story that we're already seeing versus to your eternity it's very much the actual interaction between the characters. The environment itself is there, but it takes a very background seat to the actual interactions between our cast of characters we're building up here. Hmm. It very much connects them more through that, showing interactions and just things that are going on. Which So I really like this enjoyable contrast between these two series at the same time. <laughs> That's fair. I can see that. Uh, the you know the one thing that made this episode super dope was you actually got to see the orb. Yes. Um, who... What what was the name that March gave it? Fu Chen was it Fu Chen? Yeah, I think she's she decided on Fu. Fu, okay. As I, I remember I read it online, but I couldn't remember. I think it was Fu. But we actually got to see the orb actually, you know, do some do some work this episode. You know, the orb kind of strut. You know, as the nameless boy. Keep in mind that is officially his name, Nameless Boy. <laughs> you know, still pose the Nameless Boy kind of just struts into the the walled off little fort that's you know set there for the sacrifice to the bear. I, I love how he just walked in and yep. somehow they didn't notice. Right? Like they had to do a double take after the gate closed. We're like, wait a minute, hold on. It's like and they they got up on the top to see what was going down, and the Nameless Boy just kind of walks in there. The bear just kind of struts up. Keep in mind the bear's already killed it once. The bears uh, killed him a couple times. Yeah, bears killed a couple times and just gives one big chomp on him. Then you just see you see him starting to fight back. And then he, the, the the dope thing about this, which is going to open up, I feel like a lot more a lot more potential for this series as it goes on, is the mm-hmm. fact that the orb is slowly gaining more and more knowledge and one yes. piece of knowledge that it gained. And we'll see how more it's you know obviously developed in the next episode. Is it it gained the I guess the knowledge where it's like oh hey I can transform back into that wolf that I was once upon a time and fight this bear and kick its ass. That was a great <laughs> shot too. Just seeing the transformation. Yep. Just, I I just love that. Just from his headless body, just the white mist. Yes. Yes. And then throughout the uh, the entire fight, you got to see it learn. Where, like, as it's, like, biting it, you see, like, you know, as as the narrator, our god, has said it, where it's, like, it needs, like, a stimulating, you know, experience. Mm-hmm. You see it, you see the stimulation happen where you see, like, the chills go all down the wolf's body as it's continuing to try to fight the bear, bite the bear, mm-hmm. it keeps knocking it back. It's learning as it's going about how it needs to, like, take this thing. It was so fascinating to watch. It was so good to watch. And then the episode ending, of course, with him actually speaking for the first time. As the wolf. As the wolf, speaking. And he he spoke what March taught him how to say the previous episode or two. I think, yeah, his last yeah, episode. Last episode. Uh, uh, of saying thank you. 
Man, I'm so pumped for this series, dude. March is alive. March did not get sacrificed. Uh, they're going to go back with uh, whatever that group is called. I don't remember what the name of the group is called. Or the, the, the chick that was leading March to sacrifice said, you can either die or come with us. It's your choice. Yeah. So I'm very pumped to see where the rest of this goes. I think it's confirmed for 25 episodes. I believe so. Is what it is. So I, I'm very pumped to see how this goes. I think I want to read it, but at the same time, I think I kind of just want to experience everything for the first time through the anime. I think I, I think that's what I want to do. Um, what about the Shaman King episode four? How did you feel about this one? I mean, I like I did. Um, again, I've watched Shaman King way back. And from my memory, it's pretty much the same as uh, sort of our introduction to... I forget his name right now. I can't. Pompadour. I always remember him from his Pompadour. Were you? Ryu? Yeah, Ryu. Yeah. Him getting introduced to his possession and eventually shamanic powers. Yeah. <laughs> there was one shot in it that I thought was funny. Whatever he uh, stabs his buddy muscle punch. Mm-hmm. And just just because of the video quality of what it, I was listening because it wasn't high HD at the time. When he stabs him, I was just like, did he just stab him in the dick? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I got to watch in HD, so it was very clear to me, but I could see how it would be otherwise. Uh, my thoughts on it, it was okay. It was okay. So far, these four episodes have not like really hooked me so far on the series. Well, to be honest, the, the four episodes are literally just character introductions. Yeah, they are. And then, which surprisingly enough, episode five was released earlier, which it's actually at the time of a recording subtitle and everything online if you have somewhere to watch it um which sort of gives the hook to the series and the main portion of what our main story is going to be from shaman king is the shaman fights okay cool i'm looking forward to watching that then because like i said so far it's been kind of man to me uh so i'm looking forward to watching episode five then talking about that on uh, Man plus episode 32 uh what'd you think of uh eden zero episode three with our you know had our little natsu and 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 lucy easter egg which is pretty cool yeah um I mean, it was an enjoyable episode. It's still pretty much the beginning of the series. Nothing major has happened. We're finally getting into our, with towards the ending of it, our first major arc story, whatever we want to call it. I think right. more, more story than just arc. Yeah. With Weiss. Yeah, I got introduced to Weiss right there at the end. Um, you know, Shiki and Rebecca made the decision, hey, let's go, let's go look for Mother. You know, let's do that. But they're just like, okay, well, we're going to need a, we're going to need a ship. So let's go get a ship. They they pitched to go see uh, Professor Wise or mm-hmm. Doctor Wise, whichever one it was. Um, you know who basically rebuilt Happy after Happy was killed. Yeah. And um, you know when they get there, they run into a young man who they do not know. It's just like I thought this was Wise's house. He's like I am Wise, and that was kind of how the episode ended. Yeah. Um, which you know it's gonna further. You, you'll find out more about that in episode four. But you know the cool thing that I'm looking forward to over like the next. Um, let's if I, let me see if I take a ballpark guess. Two to I'd say two to three episodes is uh, getting introduced to uh, Elise down uh, when they getting introduced to Elise to Shiki is what I'm referring. to. I was about to, to say because yeah, she, she's already been introduced. She makes her first appearance here and just the fact gives everyone that wears that. She's a bad bitch. Yes, 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 she is. So I'm looking forward to those next few episodes where you you get introduced to her with Shiki. And uh, from there, that's when you're going to get introduced to, I think the first one is going to be Witch, correct? Yes. Okay, of uh, the four shining stars? Yes. Yeah, Witch is going to be the first one. And then after that should be what? Sister and then Hermit? 
or did I? Yeah, it should, yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it should be sister than hermit. So, looking forward to these next few episodes. Which also a um, little bit of news on Eden Zero uh, speculation that we already kind of knew, but it did get hundred percent confirmed. It will be twenty five episodes. Cool. So, I'm fine with that. No problem. Which, so watching this anime makes me wonder after reading the manga. So we get that shot right there towards the end of 10,000 years into the future. Mm-hmm. And we get the whole thing with, we found two human bodies and it, it's a B-Cuber necklace they find yep. with Eden Zero. And just knowledge I have from later in the manga, at this point in time, we, just because of knowledge, that is... Rebecca's necklace, mm-hmm. but at this point in time where we are in the series, she has not r- actually written that on the back of that, mm-hmm. which makes me consider my, I don't know if I mentioned on here or not, the idea of where they are in time, the story, because I know I've mentioned it to you privately, but I don't want to mention now because it is a, sort of a big spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Well, as uh, as they've said with this series time does not matter (laughs) and you know i can't help but to think just because we've seen it happen so many times across series do you think hero forgot about that what that 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 little moment right there and like like chapter three episode three do you think he forgot about that because it has just not come back up no based on my speculation how this story is going i do not okay it just wouldn't surprise me. That stuff happens because, like, you want to you want to know a great example of you know not you know, I'm not going to talk about Akira Toriyama because he's the most notable. I'm going to talk about <laughs> someone else. Um, but uh, you want to know an example of of a forgotten plot point that was just completely abandoned. Do you remember that early on in My Hero there was talks of a, of an imposter? Yep. That was completely forgotten about. Yep. I want the anime only viewers to know, even now where we are in the manga, that is completely forgotten about. I also want you to know that's probably not coming back from just kind of where we are because it has not been flat out said. There's not an interview. There's not a quote saying so, but sources have said that Hikoshi did actually forget about it and he didn't really know how to follow back up on it. So he's just going <laughs> to ignore it and move forward. <laughs> so those early talks where they're like, well, you know, these villains that keep attacking where the students are every single time, we think there's an imposter here in UA. Yeah, that was forgotten about. <laughs> I forgot about it personally until like I literally saw an article about it like uh, a month and a half ago. It's like, yeah, do you remember the imposter of UA? I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, we never followed back up on that, did we? <laughs> um. Next up, we have Seven Deadly Sins, uh, Season 4, Episode 16. So we're currently in the fight with the Demon King. Um, How's the animation? It hasn't been terrible yet. It's not what we were with Vaughn and the Demon King. (laughs) I'll say that. Uh, I mean, it's been fine so far. Um, We get to see... This was a very, very heavily focused Escanor episode. Um I don't know what I can say about this show because I'm trying not to spoil stuff. It was a very heavily focused Escanor episode. Leaves off with a hype cliffhanger for mm-hmm. him like, for him to come into the fight. And the episode actually ended with the other sins, the other five sins coming over to where Meliodas is. Escanor, the the, you know, the sixth sin here, he will also be on the way at some point. But it was it was a nice little ending, a nice little like good old friendship ending yeah. with all the sins, you know, where you see a bunch of uh that you see a bunch of stuff land into the water where Meliodas and Elizabeth are and all all five of them are there. You know, you know, with with how it was kind of 
with kind of how with how it was drawn and animated. You know, there keep on they're at a lake, so water. You know, Melio was soaked because there was a giant splash. So, but it was animated in a way where it looked like he was crying. Nice little touch in there that you know that all the sins were there to help him out. And you know, and then Bond, you know, um, you know, saying that you know, rule seven of the seven deadly sins. You know, help each other out every once in a while. So all the sins are there to help out fight the Demon King. Now animation has not been poor yet, but you know, I, I do want to give. And this will be a spoiler for people that only watch the anime, but I do want to give this a shout out because of how much it bothers me and how lackluster it is. And it's a case where I, I kind of think it's a, like what I just mentioned. Maybe the author forgot about it, but when I read through the manga for this part, it bothered me. When I watched this episode, it bothered me. But man, it can't. It just it bothers me so much with the lackluster and so late in the game of Bond getting his sacred treasure. It's just stupid to me. Like, I literally feel like the author forgot about it when he finally got to this point in, in the manga where he's like, oh, shit, yeah, Bond's the only one that I haven't given the sacred treasure to. His is still technically lost or stolen, as, yeah. he, as he said. And then just out of nowhere, it's just Merlin's like, hey, Bond, here, use this. And he's like, oh, so you had it this whole time. I'm like, that is so lackluster to me. That is so stupid to me. Like, when I, when I watched this episode and he, he got his sacred treasure, I'm just like, man, it, did he forget... Can the author just go ahead and confirm or not? Yeah, I did forget about it. Or I don't know why he thought this was like a good time late in the series. The series is not much does not go much further beyond that to finally give him his sacred treasure. And it just it just seems stupid to me that Merlin's like, oh yeah, here I had it the whole time. That she also had Meliodas as well, but you know she gave that back to him very you know right at the beginning of season two. I yeah. think. Oh, it's dumb. It's just really dumb to me that now is the time where you want to give it to him. So you're telling me when Bond went to go save Meliodas from the Seventh Commandments, you couldn't have given it to him then? I feel like he could have really utilized it then. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but I don't know. I, that, that was the only thing. That was the only ba really bad part about the episode, which that more just has to do with the writing of the series, in my opinion. Uh, that, I know that's a big spoiler for people that only watch the anime, but I had I had to talk about it because it, it it really bothers me. It bothered me when I read it. It bothered me when I watch it. Uh, what was your favorite episode of the week? I would have to say eighty six. I agree, eighty six episode three. That's two weeks in a row for me and you both. Yeah. Eighty six gets favorite episode. Check out eighty six, please. It is on Crunchyroll. It is a good series. I think it's gonna be the dark horse of the spring season. Um, all right, let's go over to the manga stuff. Uh, before we do our ratings, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about Ranger Reject uh, now, and then we'll hit all of the ratings. So Ranger Reject is a newer series of Weekly Shonen Magazine. It started back in February, and when it started up, it immediately caught my interest because Ranger Reject is a uh, Sentai-inspired series, or Power Rangers here in the West, and that immediately caught my interest. I've got like 20, 20 seasons of Power Rangers knowledge under my belt. I grew up on Power Rangers. I love superheroes. I love Power Rangers. I grew up on that stuff. I watched everything from Mighty Morphin. I think the last season that I fully watched, I think, was Mystic Force. Uh, I mean, that, that's that's about 20 seasons, you know, because Mighty, Mighty Morphin was three seasons plus the spinoff Alien Rangers, whatever. But I watched a lot of Power Rangers as a kid. So when this manga came out, I wasn't immediately interested, but I didn't want to necessarily hop into it. I wanted to see how it'd do. And what may, what finally prompted me to check out the 12 chapters that are out is uh, that I saw Volume 1 came out and did pretty well for itself. Mm -hmm. I do not have sales numbers, but I know it did pretty well. In terms of the rankings that we talk about when new volumes come out, it was ranked, like I think, like 10th or 11th coming out immediately so it was it's been doing pretty well and i gotta say i see why it's a very entertaining series so basically the best way i can explain this 
if you know anything about Power Rangers, which I'm assuming probably a lot of people do, is picture Power Rangers, picture the storyline of Power Rangers and how it goes where the good guys always win, blah, blah, blah. Picture that, picture that, but picture it all from the villain's point of view. Your main character is one of the villains, not a notable villain. He's literally a basic foot soldier. He does not even have a name. His exact name, our protagonist, is literally named Foot Soldier D. They just call him D. I am not joking. He is a basic little minion that the Power Rangers beat up every episode. That is literally who our main character is. All right. So picture that. Picture Power Rangers from the villain's point of view, but then add on a dark twist to the Rangers. Okay. Our Rangers are not good people. They are not good people, which adds the you know the whole what makes it really interesting from what you what you know of Power Rangers. So basically, the premise here is there is a floating fortress above the city that is the home of our villains that invaded like nine years ago. To the city's eye, they fully believe that there has been a war going on for nine years, but in reality, the war has was won like three maybe five years ago. Mm-hmm. But how it was won is the Rangers basically when they won the war, they basically came in there and said, "Hey." We can either kill you now, or we can keep you alive, and you know you admit you've you admit defeat. You're not going to beat us, and uh, you can basically just come down, and get your ass kicked once a week. We keep up public image that we're awesome, and we'll do that. How's that sound? You can either die or do that. Your choice. And when I say die or do that, I, I don't, unless I missed it, which is possible. I do miss a lot of stuff. I'm pretty sure these villains can actually die, but at the same time, they don't. Like they, they they are like so when these villains are beat every single week they are like basically they they're immortal and they're yeah. they're resurrected and they brought they're brought back in the castle but to my understanding if the Rangers use their sacred tools which is kind of like you know you know if you watch Power Rangers every Ranger has like their own special weapon like you know let's talk about Mighty yeah. Morphin Red had the sword Blue had the the spear that whatever that they have their if they use those they can actually kill them to my understanding. So our main character, for example, you know, he's immortal and he gets like limbs chopped off all the time, his head cut off all the time, but he always keeps coming back, whatever, because it's just basic people killing him. So basically once a week, the villains invade and purposely lose. Think of it like a world wrestling entertainment thing where the our antagonist, our heel or face goes out and loses to whoever he's wrestling. Think of it like that. They go out and they purposely lose every single week. So where our pro tag comes in is that he's basically just tired of this shit He's tired of the Rangers being a bunch of fakes. He's tired of this whole thing that's set up where, you know, they're basically just stuck in this loop of continuously going down to earth and losing for no reason, you know, just to make the Rangers look cool and look great like all these wonderful heroes. So that's where he kind of went rogue, kind of ditched the the hideout, and his whole goal is to bring down the Rangers. He wants to try to bring them down somehow. He ends up encountering uh, our female protagonist. I'm drawing a blank on her name, as I normally do. I'm horrible with names. I'm a terrible host of this show. Uh, where she is working with one of the Ranger battalions. Each Ranger has like their own battalion, whatever. She's part of, I believe, Yellow Battalion, and she wants to kill the Rangers as well. So they start working together, and she basically says, hey, the only way you're even going to have a chance at beating them is you're going to have to steal their sacred tools. So that's where we are now, as he's trying to steal the sacred tools. He does succeed in stealing the Red's tool, which puts him in a spot where he can no longer morph. They, they do need the tools to transform into their suits. So when he di- when he reveals this to the team, he's wearing a suit, but he even literally says, yeah, this is some old suit that I dug up. I mean, it really stinks. I wish I could get out of this thing, but I can't morph. My tool got stolen. And in terms of the dark twist on the Rangers, like, you know, yes, they're putting up this giant, you know, fake to the entire world that this war is going on just to make them, like, yeah. stay in public light, is these Rangers are not good people. Like the Blue Ranger, for example, 
when they go out into the public, whatever, you know, he's like what you would see in Power Rangers or anime and manga. He's like the quiet one. You know, he doesn't really talk much and stuff. And literally the reason why is because he's a giant dick. Like behind closed doors, he is an asshole. And they, and they even literally say, you know, this is the reason the Rangers don't let you talk when you go out there. Because if you went out and actually talked, the people would be more afraid of you than the villains. Like, he is an asshole. Full blown. Uh, the Red Ranger, you know, he seems kind of like a, a like a level-headed guy. You know, obviously, if you watch, you know, Red's the, always the yeah. leader. He seems kind of level-headed. He doesn't seem as evil. You know, he see, you can tell where he's got that darkness to him. Like, in Chapter 1, you can kind of tell. It kind of hints at it. But a couple chapters later, you really get to see it where one of his battalion members, a guy who's been part of the Red's battalion for a long time, looks up to Red, trained with Red for a while. You know, he basically calls Red out. It's like, hey, you got your tools stolen. Like, that's your fault. Like, you need to, like, you need to step out of the, of, of the equation right now while I get your tool stolen, whatever. Th- this character kind of wants to be Red is basically what he's kind of getting at. And Red initially agrees. He's just like, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, I screwed up, guys. You know, this is my bad, my fault. You know, you've been with me for so long. You're, you've gotten so much stronger over the years. Maybe you should take my place. And then, like, like slams his face into the wall. And he's just like, oh, I thought you got stronger. What's wrong? And just starts, like, beating the shit out of him, out of one of his own battalion members, and kills him. Like, the next shot you get is Red setting back down, drinking his tea, blood on his helmet, and just a giant blood stain all over the wall where he just killed this dude. So, Power Rangers, villain point of view, with a dark twist on the Rangers. This is a very interesting series, man. I really enjoy it. You get introduced to another character who is part of one of the battalions, I believe. I don't remember which one. It might be Red's battalion, where he learns the truth you know, from, mm-hmm. you know, even the people in the battalions do not know the truth of the Rangers. Only yeah. the Rangers know that this whole thing's set up. You know, Foot, Foot Soldier D told this other character of the truth and how he wants to, you know, basically kill the Rangers. Meanwhile, this guy's kind of working with them, but his goal is opposite where he wants to fix the Rangers. So it's a very interesting, uh, it's a very interesting series so far. I'm looking forward to seeing how it kind of plays out. We haven't really got to see a whole lot of a couple of Rangers, like the green and I believe yellow we have i don't think yeah green and yellow i don't think we really see we've seen like one little tidbit of pink and then we've seen how blue is a massive dickhead and we've already seen a decent amount of red so far no black ranger no not not yet at least no black or white or uh purple or gold or any of the other multiple colors that go for a sixth ranger but all right uh yeah I'm, i'm enjoying this um I definitely recommend people to just kind of look it up. Ranger Reject is the English translated name. Uh, just find a site to read it at and just give it a, give it a shot. It, it, it's pretty entertaining. If you grew up on Power Rangers and you enjoy Power Rangers, I definitely ch- recommend checking it out. And if you do also like Power Rangers, and if you guys happen to remember a few years ago, a fan-made live-action c- uh, video that was put up on YouTube called yep. Power Slash Rangers, where it was a very adult, dark-themed version of the Power Rangers. And if you guys enjoyed that before it was taken down, then definitely check out Ranger Reject. I feel like Ranger Reject might be up your alley. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. I'm glad it's in the lineup now. Uh, with all that said, let's actually jump into our chapter ratings for the week. Um, so kick things off. Let me switch over to my list. I like to put my list separately so I don't forget my rankings. All right, so One Piece, 1011, I'd give an 8. Pretty good chapter. Uh, my Hero 310, what would you rate it? I'll give it a 7. I think I'll give it an 8. Uh, what about Black Clover 291? 9. Oh, okay, interesting. I'm I, gonna, I'm I enjoy g- the heavy... Magna Yankee ability. <laughs> Yankee ability? <laughs> all right, all right. I give it an eight. I give it an eight. Uh, Dr. Stone, 194. Nine. 
Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine as well. I'm I'm very pumped to see what's going. Doctor Stone has just been non nonstop, just nonstop, dude. The adventures of one of the greatest characters. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Uh, JJK one forty seven. Uh, seven. Yeah, I agree. Seven. Uh, Mission Yozakura Family Chapter eighty. I'm gonna give it an eight, but I could flirt with a nine. That's what that is. You put that bitch really on the screen script, and I was like, I don't know what the heck that is. Oh yeah, I just I changed it to I changed how I abbreviated on the script. That's all. But yeah, I'd give it an eight. I could flirt with a nine though. Uh, Undead Unluck sixty one. I'd just give it a seven. Uh, Mashal's chapter sixty. What would you rate it? I'll give it an eight. I give it an eight as well. Sakamoto Days chapter twenty one. I've never fought a dinosaur before. I love that ending. I love that. Ending. He's like cracking his knuckles as he's about to gear up to fight a dinosaur. It's so oh, stupid. I give, I give it an eight. I give it an eight too. Uh, what about Elusive Samurai chapter 14? This is getting better. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty much what I was expecting to happen with it because of how it was setting up. Um, I mean, yeah, it's getting better, but for the chapter itself, I'd only probably give a seven. I'd give it an eight personally because I, I really enjoy this character, our thief character. Mm-hmm. I really, I'm really enjoying him. Uh, I tell C chapter thirteen. I'd give it a seven. Uh, Witch Watch chapter twelve. I'd give it a five. Same. Yeah, five. The only, the only moment really worth it was when Nico went Super Saiyan. <laughs> True. This series is getting axed. I tell C. I think it's going to get axed too. Witch Watch. I think we'll get axed. And I'm very curious to see how Ball Parade will do when the volume comes out because I could see Ball Parade potential. I, the only one that's safe out of that batch is Elusive Samurai. Yes. I th- you know, Shonen Jump is very adamant that Elusive Samurai is going to be something good. But the other three, man, I could see all three getting axed. Ball Parade, I'm hoping for it. I mean, the thing that's really hurt it is just its slow pacing. Yeah. Because as I've mentioned before, it's a sports manga. But unlike most sports manga, it doesn't have an established team yep. that are characters. The team has to be built. <laughs> and which I feel like it's going in a good direction because after finishing up our story, we hear we looks like it's going to introduce whenever it comes back at least three new characters for the team possibility. Right. Which, you know, I got to say, I, I do want to give one point out. If it introduces a lot of characters at once, that tells me that it could potentially get axed because that, that means they're trying to speed it up and get the series done. You know what I mean? That that led. I'm not saying for sure. It's, you, you, you get what I'm yeah, saying. No, it it kind of seems like a. Saying. It kind of seems like a red flag. It's like a double edged sword. It's either yeah. they're picking up the pace so that they can get to the main story, or yeah, it's possibly going to be X. So they're trying to get at least to a good point to end it. So yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, um, chapter eleven. What would you rate it? Seven. I give it a seven too. Uh, Blue box chapter three. Seven. Give it a seven. Uh, you have you not have you are you still, are you reading Candy Flurry? Yeah. Uh, what do you think of chapter two? Six. I give it an eight. I like Candy Flurry. I think Candy Flurry is pretty cool. I mean, it's still opening. I mean, it's slightly interesting, but it, I don't know. Nothing really attached me to it yet. I think it's wild and wacky, and I'm here for it. Uh, let's see. My Hero Vigilantes chapter one hundred. I do want to give a shout out uh, that Vigilantes has officially entered ent- uh, entered. Sorry, uh, <laughs> entered its like final arc. Like, like we are nearing conclusion of the series. Um, I would give this chapter a probably a seven. I could flirt with an eight, but uh, Vigilantes is nearing the end of its uh, end of its run here. Uh, Tokyo Avengers two hundred four. What would you rate it? Eight. Uh, Eden zero one forty one. Seven. I'm giving this one a nine. I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. Yeah, you are the build-up guy, though. I, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm a slut for a good build-up. <laughs> <laughs> you said nine. I went. It wasn't that good, was it? 
I'm a slut for a good build-up. Uh, seven Deadly Sins, Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Chapter 14. This one's just a seven. Uh, but I think the next couple could be a lot better. This is just kind of like aftermath, kind of build-up stuff. Ranger Reject, ch- Chapter 12. I would give that one just a seven. Uh, God of High School, 513. Six. I'd give it a seven. Uh, Unordinary, 230. Six. Yeah, you didn't care for this one? I mean, it was character building, but yeah. I give it an eight. I love the character building behind this one. Uh, soul leveling one forty nine. Seven. I give this one an eight. Uh, Weak hero one thirty five. Seven. Seven. And then lastly, El Seed one oh nine. Eight. Favorite chapter of the week. Doctor Stone. Um, I think this week I'm gonna break the trend. I'm gonna say Eden Zero. I think Eden Zero is my like you just said. I'm a big build up guy. <laughs> yeah. I love the build up, dude. No, this episode was dope, man. You know, I loved it. Shiki's just like, don't worry, guys, drop me off. I got this. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was cool. I was killed by Hermit's comments. His stats are higher than we expected, but his stats isn't the only one that was unexpected. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, I, th- I think that wraps up for the week. I think we got everything that we got to hit. Um, you guys made it all the way to the end for this. I do appreciate you. Make sure if you're if you're watching the YouTube version of this, make sure to subscribe to the channel. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, give us a thumbs up or thumbs down. Doesn't really matter. Our life's gonna keep on going. Uh, comment below on anything that we talked about here today. If you're a soul leveling fan, comment below on your thoughts on a TV drama that is kind of, as U.S. based production. Your thoughts there. If it's kind of on the same part. If you guys have ch- happened to check out 86, please let me know. I'm very curious if anyone's gonna check that out. Same thing with Ranger Reject. Um, yeah, like, don't like, doesn't matter. Subscribe, though. We definitely appreciate the subscribe. Uh, the, the first uh, three videos we put up, they did pretty decent. I, I liked what I saw out of them, you know, plus on top of the other just audio downloads for everything was up. I like to see that, too. That's really awesome. We greatly appreciate all your support there. And if you want to support us further, the Patreon is a great way to do so. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Sparky3. We, we'd extremely appreciate it. But, again, if you can't, it's not a big deal. Just listening to the show, uh, you know, be a friend, tell a friend uh, about the show, and, and we, we greatly appreciate all that. You can, like, you, know, you can go follow us on Twitter at Animan Podcast, and then we also have at Lighthearted Pod. Uh, the you know Lighthearted being my game, my gaming movie TV podcast that is like I said at the beginning of the show set to come back in May for sure. Uh, very excited! I'm so so pumped for Lighthearted to come back because of the the potential like new people that's going to be involved with the show. You know, Zach will be on the show with me to kick things off, but we may have some new people involved, and I'm really pumped to get them on the show. I think they're both going to be electric in their own ways. <laughs> I really do. I re- I think they're going to be electric, and I'm here for it. I mean, I feel like there's going to be a separate spectrum between the two. So Th- that's true. There is. They're both going to be very electric in their own ways. So I'm very pumped to get them on the show. Um, I think I hit everything I need to, I need to hit. Uh, Zach, you got anything? Just for all of our audio-only users, please like, rate, comment, subscribe. Anything your platform allows, allows, it does help us. And then for YouTube, he always said subscribe. But if you do actually like watching what our podcast and whatnot, do hit the bell to let it notify you whenever we do post one of these up. In case you forget what day we post up, which is Sundays. Sundays, yes. Uh, we, we did change the Sunday upload, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. And, uh, yeah, if you hit the notification bell, we have a lot more content on the way. Uh, with Animan Plus and Lighthearted, we have four more podcasts that are currently in the works uh, to, be, to come out sometime throughout this year. So very exciting times right now here at Sparky 3. Uh, lots of good times on the way. 
Uh, but that's going to do it from us, guys. If you made it all the way to the end, we greatly appreciate you for that. And uh, until next time, have a good one. Bye.